0: there it is there we are live i see it right there hey welcome to the Arkin brothers talk about movies i'm tony arkin that's matthew arkin and today we're going to be talking about step brothers from i don't even remember when i think it was 2008 2008 directed by adam mckay starring will farrell and john c Riley. uh all right see you on the other side of this yeah
1: Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win the Matthew, and Matthew Matthew should win the Tony, but in the meantime, talking about film, in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies.
0: I sound great. Thank you. (laughs) okay good excellent you do you do sound great um we don't look
1: uh, good we don't look good with that hair in that um, uh with the john c riley the the john c riley and the will ferrell hair
0: everybody looks good in that hair what are you saying
1: (laughs) they look good we don't
0: um i was i was uh looking at once again the uh, opening title credit sequence that was put together by our wonderful producers and um I realize I, I I've never made a list of all the movies that were in that newspaper. And I, I, I think we should make a list of those films and publish it and then try to get through that list.
1: Oh, I think that's a great idea. Okay.
0: I think there's some get, great titles there.
1: Yeah. And they've come up with a list too, for us to do. Yeah, there's a killer the
0: list floating around here yeah. uh, at the production offices. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just feel like it's a new, it's a new way approach to this season, perhaps after we're done with loving brothers. Yes. Um, loving brothers, probably being some form of conclusion. <laughs> if you want to psychoanalyze this <laughs> loving brothers, it's been and,
1: touching brothers up until now and suddenly it's loving brothers. Wow.
0: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe loving is better than touching. Well, yeah. I think, I think
1: <laughs> for you, for the two of us, it's just a little bit better. Definitely. Yeah. We change that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Wow. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad the heat wave is finally kind of broken a little bit here in in New York and um, enjoying some 87 degree weather. Um, how about yourself?
1: Doing great. Great. I got a nice bike ride in this morning before it got too hot.
0: Nice. Um, how far did you go? How many I, miles are you? You doing do, miles or kilometers? I do, I do miles.
1: Uh, no, I did do miles. I did a shorter slightly shorter ride today. I did 12 miles today cuz wow. I wanted to get back for the for the uh I don't do 12 of anything. <laughs> but I've I've got, you know, since my my surgery, it's been slow to get back on the bike, but I've gotten up to uh 16 miles is what I uh, f- I've pushed it up to there and I'll
0: try and Maybe. get up to 20 or so. Maybe do eight miles and clean up your apartment for the other couple hours. You don't
1: think it looks good here?
0: I don't know. I I, I don't think it's camera ready, but maybe no. it's appropriate no, for the movie we're going to do. In honor
1: of today's movie,
0: uh, that's
1: my my background. My I, should,
0: I should get backgrounds and stuff. You're doing backgrounds. I feel a little bit left out. I got to get on this.
1: Yeah, I spent a huge amount of money on a green screen from Amazon. Uh, I think it cost me $8, maybe. Showed up the next day.
0: I'm not scared of that I'm investing all. I'm investing in our future I'm willing to pay dollars for this show um,
1: how was your week did you anything new anything interesting no.
0: nothing new or interesting <laughs> no no um very busy somewhat hectic um barely had time to see this movie
1: yeah I had the same uh, the same issue.
0: This and, isn't, and, this isn't a boast or anything or a mo- or anything. It's just literally a fact. It's been boring stuff. It's not exciting things. I'm not like, oh, I'm so busy with cool projects. I'm just, I'm somehow underwater all the time and I can't quite get stuff done. I understand.
1: Mm. I understand. I had excitement, but I realized that my excitement is boring the hell out of everybody else because all I talk about anymore with anybody get together is batch 22 because it's running my life. Right. And we had our first uh, event where we went to a, uh, a um, fundraiser event where we were the booze presenter for a, um, at a big outdoor fundraiser for an ecological center down in Chula Vista, which is part of San Diego, save the Bay, save the animals there. And it was a beautiful place where they have an aquarium and birds. And uh, we had a great time at that. And then I, they have an aquarium object. and birds <laughs> they, well it, it's an outdoor nature it's a nature center
0: oh, okay okay Now it's a nature I'm clear.
1: center on the bay in chula vista i got you called the living
0: coast okay do they have, we, have a creatures of the night exhibit like with the uh, rodent they, no but they no. have
1: they have bat rays they have owls they have birds of prey um it's it, it's a wonderful center you if you live down in the san diego area you take your kids there support the uh, support the uh, eco- ecological system hey yeah.
0: if i come visit maybe you can take your little brother there because i want to go
1: yeah it was fun but uh we, it was our first time putting our pop-up tent you know with all our branding on it and people loved batch 22 they were crowding around and having sips uh and what was funny was that people who'd never tried aquavit before were trying it and then a few minutes later their twin would come by many times twin there were so many twins and even some triplets and quadruplets and quintuplets at this event
0: uh, interesting who showed up to taste i heard or... there were only like 15 people that showed up but they just kept coming <laughs> no there were there were i think close to 400 people at this thing um pretty... brilliant well, that's really yeah. good man was um...
1: and then you know we're pre-recording this so i'm uh, i'm drinking water this is i know this is strange but it's it's only 10 o'clock in the morning so i'm drinking water. Right. Whatever but I did, you say. I did make a cocktail last night in honor of today's movie. Created how'd that cocktail. go? Went really well. We created a cocktail called The Step Brother, um, which has batch 22 uh, as Will Farrell, the star of the drink, and then John C. Riley is Irish. So, it, this cocktail had things in it that you wouldn't think would go together, kind of like this movie, mm. and then they end up going quite well together um so batch 22 two ounces motor, of motor tw- oil right and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah wouldn't it's think still, it would go together but it's
1: delicious goes down smooth <laughs> uh, <laughs> has a nice well, what, mouth feel well, um, so tell
0: me this i'm sorry tell me that's things. okay
1: two ounces of batch 22 an ounce of jameson irish whiskey for john c Riley, and then we threw in uh half an ounce of um rose's lime juice and four ounces of ginger beer and it was very tasty and very refreshing
0: i like the sound of it but i i I just can i just say something i don't want to be critical but i think that you've made a clinical error in how you've cast the flavors of your drink i think will farrell's got to be the ginger ginger beer not the batch 22 you You know
1: what you're right we'll make will farrell the ginger because he's a little bit of a juice because i don't i mean Batch
0: 22 stands alone it isn't it is it's batch twenty two plus other things that could be named, right? But you don't want to. There we go. Okay, yeah, I think that's a
1: better way to approach the
0: the cocktail recipes as we as we embark on this. Right, journey. because you don't want other people to take you know batch twenty two and then say like, well, in my drink, batch twenty two is Richard Nixon. It's like no, <laughs> no, no. He's
1: no, no. Batch twenty two is always batch twenty two. Right, and so... it's funny that we're doing this movie with starring Will Farrell. Because we got a bottle of Batch 22 to Will Farrell this week. Um, he is apparently a huge Aquavit fan. I may have mentioned this on the show already. I don't know. Uh, but he's a huge Aquavit fan and throws a, an Aquavit Christmas party every year. And through Dad's manager, we were able to get a bottle to him. So uh, hopefully uh, he'll want, uh, if you're listening, Will, if you're listening, we will give you a case of Batch Twenty Two for your Christmas party. Gonna
0: drink it, and he's gonna go. Oh, that feels so good going down into my tummy. Yeah, didn't he say yeah. that in the movie? Um, well, that's very exciting. That's very exciting uh, on today's on today's episode of Life in the Batch.
1: Um, <laughs> Life in the Batch. Maybe we should move on to
0: movies. People don't want to hear about my cocktail life. I, well, as long as it includes. You know parties that you had a great story yeah you have a party very much sounds like very much like the party at the end of the movie that we saw it,
1: it it wasn't as fancy uh this Thursday night we're we're going to one that's fancy like the one at the end of the movie uh we are doing an event called culture and cocktails at the San Diego Art Museum and there's a Picasso exhibit there and they've created a signature cocktail using batch 22 Called the Ice Cubist. Uh huh. Excellent. Uh huh. I see yeah. what
0: they did there. that's yeah. great. It
1: really well. And yeah. so that one—that's a dress-up event that we'll be at a very uh dressy affair at the San Diego Art Museum this Thursday. So that will be more like the end of this movie,
0: right? Um, it's like if I'm if will, this
1: Hallmark stuff, yeah, if Will Ferrell and John C. Riley had come to the event we had this past week, they would have done unnatural things to the animals there. Uh you
0: know the, that's why i was at the creatures of the night yeah, look out
1: that would have been bad if their characters it showed have up been the at release. a nature center they would have
0: yeah. um before we begin i just want to give a shout out to um to somebody that we lost uh this this week somebody that both matthew and i remember from our childhood mr mosley passed away uh you're looking at me quizzically
1: Oh my goodness! I yeah. it took it took me a moment because I know we know another Mosley, and I was like, "Who? What?" Oh, I'm sorry. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> Roger E. Mosley.
1: Roger Mosley. Wow.
0: Um, did you not know that? I'm sorry. I did I not didn't... know he oh, had passed I, away. I thought you would have heard. It happened a few days ago. Yeah, Roger Mosley. Um, I have a scar on my hand from a tennis match with Roger Mosley. That's right, you do. Did he, was he a bad loser or something? No,
1: he, he
0: was a professional athlete. Yeah. He was, um, very, and smart. I was,
1: I was at the time a fairly good tennis player. And he was not a tennis player, he was a football player, but a professional athlete. And I won, we, we played tennis and I won the first set. And I thought, well, I'm a better tennis player than he is. He's a better athlete. I'm a better tennis player. I won the first set. And then he said, he's like, let's do another set and he used pro athlete mind games on me and won the second set and by the end of the second set i had a blister on my hand (laughs) and he and so we're to one he's like come on let's let's go again and we went again for a third set and by the time that set was over which he won the blister on my hand had split open and I kept playing. My hand yeah. was starting, you know, and he just, it didn't matter, you know, and I, that was when I learned that it's not all just skill. There's a, there's a mental aspect
0: to, to the old sports games. Yeah. To the
1: old sports games. And yeah. he knew it. And I he didn't. knew
0: he knew how to do it. And,
1: and he won. It's
0: also possible that he also just turned on the, the power after the first set. It was like, I won't go easy on him, then.
1: Yeah, okay. maybe, I won't whatever. go easy on him anymore. Yeah, but uh, it was a hard-fought three sets, and uh, he, he won.
0: The Battle of the Champions. Well, of yeah. course, I grew up with uh, him. You know, I met him on the set, but then, as you know, I, I was as big a Magnum PI fan as as they had back in the <laughs> 80s <laughs> you
1: were the biggest magnum pi fan um
0: you well i have girl. a few i have a few other friends who would fight for that title but uh, I, I
1: don't know i don't know if anybody else wrote a novel inspired by their fan their fan love of magnum
0: pi oh i'm sure there were many fan fiction novels written about magnum uh like, probably many good. more scintillating than mine many no, many of them probably is, is... is great
1: and it, it's it's a fan love mashup of if magnum pi met raiders of the lost are pretty much yes. we have we have captain kawaii so i was a terrific novel but be, no, be, hold on people should know about this that you're a published author with a wonderful book out there
0: uh well, th- that's very nice of you to say. Uh, thank you. This is very old history. The book is no longer really available, but... Um,
1: yeah, but it was actually published. My book was self-published. So, you know, it's a whole different well, ballgame. Yours was published-published.
0: Yours would have been published-published if they had publishers anymore. <laughs> <If> they, <laughs> I would go back so far with that, that they actually had publishers when I was writing. They didn't really have self-publishing back then. Well, not really, not like they do today.
1: Not now, yeah, not um, like now.
0: But uh, yeah, I was a pretty big fan, and um, and uh, you know, but I mean, my the co-host of my other podcast, Paranormal Rated P for Paranormal, Maddie, uh, Maddie Blake, huge Magnum fan. He would fight over the title, over biggest fan. Yeah, well, um, I'll take him on any day. I've seen him, Justin. I can do- my Justin, good old right. Justin. Yeah. big fan anyway i'm the biggest fan we lost roger mosley very sad um and uh and that's that's uh, that's the show thank you for tuning in it's so nice to see yeah. you catch up next week Come again
1: on. matthew and tony <laughs> catching up with each other <laughs> exactly that's what we should change the name of the show we should the brothers catch up with each other
0: a lot less at work that we have to put into it, yeah. Then we wouldn't have to watch movies and huh. take notes. I was just and... like, How you doing? I'm all right. How you? I am okay. All We're right, brothers,
1: this is why we met. Yeah, that's it. So I guess we
0: should. That's so, such a funny <laughs> line. We're brothers, this is why we met. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about this. Let's movie. talk about Step Brothers, yeah. Let's talk about the movie Step Brothers from 2008, starring Will Farrell, John C. Riley. Richard Jenkins, Mary Steenbergen, or Ger- Ger- Mary Steenbergen, Gergen, Gergen, Gergen sorry, yeah. um, Adam Scott, uh, Catherine Hahn, H- Catherine Hahn, yes, uh, 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 Seth Rogen, uh, many people in the movie. Yeah. Um, I assume you've seen this before.
1: Uh, I had not seen it before. What? I don't really I don't think I had seen it. that's before. interesting.
0: It's one of those movies. I just assumed like i just did everybody seen just Everybody saw it, but um, no, no, I should have. Um, did you see the other movies that the three, this trio did together? Did uh, you see I see Talladega have, nights or, or, uh, Anchorman.
1: I've seen Anchorman. I haven't seen Talladega nights.
0: Well, Anchorman, I guess Riley's not in Anchorman, but you saw Talladega. Um, um, And those made such an impression on you that you decided not to see the follow-up film.
1: You know, I, I have to admit that I have only recently become, I, I used to, I think, take things uh, a little too seriously. Um, and, and I used to think, Oh, that stuff is,
0: is too silly for me. Um, and I don't feel that way anymore," says the man who likes Michael Bublé. <laughs> oh wow, you're, you're <laughs> wow! Hey, we're we're doing Step Brothers. We're doing wow. the movie. We can't. We we got to take the gloves off today. Oh, on this oh, wow. show.
1: That just that hurt me so bad.
0: Oh come on, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean silly is great. We all love silly. Everybody's got a silly thing, but I, I, I actually that surprises me because you like a lot of silly things. I, think. I do. Have gone to bat for them on this show, so I, I you know, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know how to describe it, but um... maybe it's that like Saturday Night Live, you know, movies that stem from Saturday Night Live weren't your thing, as they really weren't me for me either, right? Kind of until these movies in a way I, I, they were hit or miss.
1: Yeah. But something shifted for me and I, I have fallen into just adoring them.
0: Uh, what, um,
1: what shifted, what shifted? Um, I think I, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, what shifted? Um, I started uh, needing um,
0: a little more silliness in my life. <laughs> you just needed it. Was it? Was it? Uh, what was it like? Can I tie it to an event like the crash of O'H or Trump, Donald Trump becoming president or some? No, other you know
1: it is? It's a it's a thing about Will Ferrell where where you know how there's certain people who do something and. You, you don't necessarily think it's there's a certain kind of comedy where where somebody will do something that's you think okay that's not funny and then they do it again and you're like it's not funny and then they do it a third time and they're so freaking committed to it that it then starts making you laugh and then you start going okay it is funny and it keeps and they stick with it right. and and he is so committed to that that character, um, that sort of vapid, stupid.
0: You're talking about Pharaoh.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know whatever that dumb look is that he puts on his face, um, and he, <laughs> it, it. At first, I'm like, I think the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't, I don't think it's that funny. And then it, it, it he freaking wears you down, and then you can't yeah. stop laughing at it.
0: I was, uh, I, I, I kind of got with him pretty quickly on, on SNL. Like I remember, I remember falling for it right away. Like kind of just kind of digging that the, the just, it was so refreshing to see somebody just play the idiot, this most idiotic white dude you've ever seen. And it's just so true. So much of it, you know, and it's so it's, you're laughing at, you know, at parts of yourself in a way whenever he pulls that stuff, I, I just, uh, I, I guess, I had a harder time transitioning to, with him to movies in the first place. Like, I had a prejudice, I guess, about Saturday Night Live performers going out to make movies because I don't know. As someone who was trying to write movies, I was like, God, how easy is this? Like, you you play, you do, you know, a character you haven't really worked on for a couple of episodes of a of a show, and you've got a, like a three picture deal. Um, yeah but Screw you. a lot of those movies are actually really funny. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they're made, you know? Yeah. Um.
1: And and I, I, I had
0: to lighten up too, a little bit. Cause generally, I guess I can, I can relate to what you're saying. I think, I think I liked my comedy or I thought I liked my comedy, maybe a little bit more sophisticated, or I thought that I did, or I was being like fancy about it. And admittedly, I like well-written comedies too. Because this is not a well written comedy. It's no, not a there, written
1: there comedy. Are, there are things that are so wrong. Like I like right. the,
0: both of us like a like a little bit of literateness in our screenplays. I think and right, you know, in the stories and yeah, that that's a hurdle. That's that's a little bit of a hurdle with with this movie. Um, Wait a
1: minute. Do you I'm mean big fat girly headed
0: fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you, you mean to say that? that the the transition in this movie uh might not be where where they change where they really have an awakening and they change do you mean to say that that might not be sufficiently motivated and undergirded by the events of the plot that it just sort of happens yes that's what i because they need and want it to happen
0: that they yes (laughs) that's pretty much what i'm saying yeah and then, uh, you know, for my money, I don't know how you fall on it, because this is why I was asking whether you knew, like, how well you knew Anchorman or Talladega Nights, because I, I'm i a bigger fan of those movies than this one, and I I, I like this movie. I mean, I laughed my ass off again at this movie. I, I you know, primarily because of these two guys, though. Like, I, what, I was really... I was enjoying the movie, but I was really there because the, the two, the things these two guys were doing. Yeah. Anchorman is a brilliant idea for a movie kind of across the board as is Talladega nights. They're, they're both more sophisticated stories and worlds that they're trying to depict. And they, it feels like they, they worked or sweated a little bit more over, quality control over the screenplay or the premise or, or, or the stories in those two movies than they did here. And it feels a little bit like when it's not working perfectly for me, it's just a little lazy. Maybe they didn't, they didn't think they had to, you know?
1: Well, and especially with, you know, material that is as, as deep and serious as this material, you know, the issue of blended families is is something that that really affects so i'm sorry
0: i'm having trouble i'm not gonna call I, him dad I'm
1: There's sorry. something wrong with my i went off so i went off so my... excuse me could you... well but you know adam mckay apparently wanted to make this a serious movie well and the, you know you could make a serious movie about stepbrothers and the issues that come up when when people Get married and their kids suddenly have to live together. I went through some stuff. I'm still having PTSD over oh, with, with my stepbrother. Yeah.
0: I, I think that that's a valid thing to to try to want to do with this movie. I mean, I think it would still work as a comedy with some drama in it. Like, I feel like I, I may be wrong about this. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe somebody can help me out with this. Was there a a Dutch or like? Movie from the Netherlands that this was kind of based on. I feel Snoop, like no, stoop, stoop broders yeah, sure. I something like that. No, I feel like there's there's uh, I'm I'm miss maybe I'm misremembering this, but that this there, there it shares some DNA with a movie from Sweden or Norway or something, someplace in the frozen northern <laughs> hinterlands Europe, <laughs> um, that dealt with similar things but in a more black comedy dramatic what more black comedy you know and right. i think that oh, i have a lot of opinions about that i think this would be great as that kind of movie and i i just don't see adam mckay as being the guy to pull that off so I, I don't know where to take that like i i think it's a good idea but why would adam mckay say that right i mean his idea of a serious movie is let's face it uh semi-serious at best yeah so and this, there
1: were scenes in this movie that reminded me of, you know, when I had a stepbrother for uh, a, a little while and was suddenly sharing a bunk bed with a stepbrother. And we we lived at the beach, uh, in Avila Beach in California, and we were running around all the time with no shoes on. So we had these hard calluses on our feet from the sidewalk and the beach there. And my, my stepbrother used to chew the ca- the calluses off his heel. At night and it would make a noise and i would be screaming mom he's he's che- no he's chewing yeah. his feet again he was I chewing on I his own feet asleep, chewing on his feet and it was that's a scene that you could have in this movie
0: hey i never
1: asked
0: you yeah do
1: you like guacamole <laughs> <laughs> That's my childhood right there. That's my childhood right there.
0: So from Alexis, uh, she's informing us that according to McKay, he got the idea from someone mentioning bunk beds and he thought about two grown men, stepbrothers having to share a bunk bed. Thus the idea was born. I believe it. I certainly believe that that's where that, that is the, that is the genius light bulb idea that, that inspired this movie. Um, Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) so that's, that's a scene (laughs) that to me, it's, it's very funny, but you talk about story structure and it's just like, I've got an idea. Let's, let's have them be sleepwalkers. He sleepwalks. Dale
0: sleepwalks too. (laughs) Come on. I I I I am with you. Yeah. Just out no, of I, nowhere. Let's just I do it. here here's the thing. I I I have a weird kind of I'm torn with this movie. I I, I it's not love hate because I don't hate any of it, but I love some of it and I'm really disappointed in the other parts of <laughs> it. I don't hate it. I'm just seriously disappointed. I'm like really you, you have the studio back lot at your disposal. You have all these technicians. You've got a lot of people here to help you make a movie. And this is this is where we're going? you will be on in a month. <laughs> okay. A month! I also feel that I'm going to be... Now I'm going to take it down to the basement. This is basement town. This is as dark as I'm going to go about this movie. Okay. Here's where I get a little upset. Alright. I'm ready. You're taking arguably... Well, not arguably. I say that all the time. He's one of my favorite screen actors, Richard Jenkins. Yes. I think the man is incredible. Um, One of the few actors I'll go to a movie just because he's in it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And uh, I, don't, I, I haven't seen anything he couldn't do, any mountain he wasn't willing to climb, and do it kind of perfectly until a few of these scenes in Step Brothers. And Come I, on! I got to lay that at Adam McKay's feet. Same with Mary Steenburgen. Same with everybody, but Will and John C. Riley is pushed to be funny and feel. And I can see the pressure on them to be funny and make funny things and pull faces. I can see that at work, and it bugs me because Richard Jenkins is actually funnier than he than he is in this in movie. I fuck
1: up. To your point, I think uh, one thing that might have facilitated uh, fixed that and actually facilitated this becoming a much funnier movie and I already love the movie and think it's very funny. And like, Yeah, I do too. I'd see it again, again right now. Up, but that could have really elevated it to uh, a, a higher plane of comedy is if everybody else in it had been playing it straighter in the face of
0: the insanity that they're i i agree
1: instead of instead of trying to get them to be a little bit in that to straddle into that world
0: i totally agree um i i i deeply agree with that i think i think that is a thing that keeps this movie from being one of the greatest movies I've ever seen because, you know like I, and it's frustrating when a movie that I really like I mean I love this movie I would see it again tomorrow but what yeah. I think like what's wrong with it is kind of a lazy attitude that if they addressed it with the same people they could have had a movie that was like one of the great like one of the great comedies like literally yeah
1: somebody though one 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 actor straddled it I thought really really well though was Catherine Hahn. She was her,
0: hysterical.
1: Her flip over that line from being in one world to suddenly being insane and in their world. Oh, she was hysterical. Yeah. Completely because got me.
0: you believe the pressure totally. It was real for her. The nightmare of her life was very real for yeah. her. Yeah. She was great. Um, and I'm not, look, J- Jenkins is great in some scenes. Steinbergen is great in some scenes. Adam Scott's great in some scenes, but collectively, I feel the their pressure of people that aren't weren't on Saturday Night Live or aren't just kind of like part of the people right. just like in the helm of this movie who knew what was going on. I felt a little bit that they were at a disadvantage that they were not doing the best that they could do because they hadn't been part of they weren't part of the somehow part of it. Yeah. Can I and, come over this afternoon and touch your face? <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna get over to like all the stuff that I'm nitpicky okay. about over yeah. first, because there's there's some there's gold. Let's here, go but, to the like, stuff that's great. But no, I'm not quite ready to do that. Cause, oh, cause, okay. Because uh, here's where I feel like I'm almost ready to do it. I guess what I'm why I get upset about this is because. This movie at its heart is pure, is a pure surrealist movie. Like Anchorman, also is really a surrealist film, but this could potentially be like a surrealist movie along the lines of of Bunuel, like one of the, like the ultimate surrealist filmmaker. And it has a lot to do with the fact that this, the crazy choice, which is so wonderful, of having them playing 40 year olds who live at home but they're really playing 12-year-olds. Yeah. There is nothing about them that is adult in any way. They are literally 12 years old. And so the joy of it is watching two adults be treated like 12-year-olds by other adults. Right. And it's crazy. It's surreal. It's funny. It, it and it and it makes a comment on family life that that couldn't be possible with with playing it any other way. But I don't feel like they trusted the genius of it. Like the genius of that, um, if they had played it a little straighter, they could have had something uh, to me that was even more special than it is.
1: I'm sorry. What did You're you just say? You're just said? coming off stupid. I'm coming off as stupid. You're wearing tuxedos to a job that
0: requires you to clean bathrooms.
1: I loved. Yes. Who who is that actor? I I loved her. I Don't know. Why are you asking
0: me if you loved her? I I I I neglected to, because to... that may, that either that makes me either look stupid or like I don't love her, and I neither of those things. Well, <laughs> I get ne- out of
1: my office. And neglected
0: to to get her
1: name down to give her a shout out because right. she was she was really terrific. Um, all right. Um, things I love. Okay, are we done with the the bad the things that were bad?
0: probably yeah my low i mean my low point in the movie was the sleepwalking scene. totally totally not for me i love low, the sleepwalking. low point oh love really it. yeah i mean but, i
1: love i kind of loved what they were doing but i hate it i didn't get why it was
0: like where it came from like let's just throw this in low point for me the job interviews oh low point lowest point okay jillian vigman is the actress you were jillian you, vigman you were she was she was great very Funny.
1: Um all right. Um most outrageous moment in the movie for you.
0: Uh, nothing really beats um <laughs> it's him, got to, it better him be
1: the same thing that I'm saying.
0: Touching the touching his drum kit with the part of his the, body. Nuts on the drums. That that is
1: was
0: Rubbing <laughs> his private parts on the drum kit, yeah, is great, and yeah. and so I mean, let's face it, the behavior we see here, I sadly can I can attest to the fact that most of this stuff is stuff that young guys do when they're when they're eleven years old.
1: Hey, it's Adam true. had a drum kit that he loved, that he didn't want me touching. You didn't ever. I did not do that. Ready? <laughs>
0: just brilliant adam and i did do stuff like that however knocked each other unconscious yeah
1: Yeah. i think the thing that was most stepbrothers like that i ever did to adam have i told this story on the show before i
0: hope not you told a story about something like this last week but i don't remember if you're going to tell that story again the marshmallows Did it involve marshmallows?
1: Oh, Adam was really nauseous once, really sick to his stomach, I think, because he'd eaten too many sweets and he went up to his bedroom (laughs) to lie down. And I went into the kitchen and I took an entire bag of marshmallows and put them in a bowl and stuck my hands in there and started kneading them together. And you know how when you knead them together, they just turn into like this taffy mess
0: well, I, I would imagine that's what yeah,
1: we're at. They, they get they mush into one big glob of like taffy. And I did that with an entire bag of marshmallows till it was just this glob all over my hands. And I went up the stairs to Adam's bedroom and opened the door and walked up to his bed and said, Hey Adam, want some marshmallows? And he looked up at me and threw up all over the place. Nice. Yeah. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. and, uh, That was like, I think maybe the most stepbrothers thing that I ever did. Um, to have.
0: I think they're starting to like each other. Yeah. Well, there was every time, you know, I mean, you and I were like right in the back of cars going, like Don't get over my side of this. Don't touch my side oh, of the oh. seat. Get your hand, you're touching my side of the seat. I mean, <laughs> that was a constant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they captured some magic uh, truth here, I believe. I mean, performance-wise, these guys—I mean, I, I, the two of them are great. Without either of them, it's a mess. Without John C. Riley, I don't think that the, the sun will come up tomorrow. We need him. He's so good. Oh, he is one of the gems of movies to me. I mean, he, his, his level of commitment and and unself-consciousness puts to shame almost any other actor's ability to be committed and unselfconscious yeah yeah i've never and seen anything like
1: it it's one of the things i have in my notes is like where does where does that come from the ability to to be that shameless to you know there there's i mean i've always felt like you know what one of the things that There's very little about being an actor that requires courage. You know, we're up there playing, fooling around. One of the things that requires courage, I think, is to reveal parts of yourself, you know, behave in ways that might not look very admirable and and trust that the audience is going to know that that's
0: not you. you like the shit with the door open. (laughs) These
1: These guys are willing to... I mean, there was a line like in dinner with friends that I didn't want to say because and I I like I really didn't want to say it because I thought I, I couldn't get it wrap my head around like that the people would think I was saying that, you know, and and of course, it was one of the biggest laughs in the show. And and I always said it in a way that try like trying not to be heard, um, but they're yeah. willing to just be right out there with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it, it, I mean, putting it's a beautiful your nuts, thing to watch
1: putting your nuts on some drums, even though they're clearly well,
0: that's they they were, they were not real. They were not real. Sophia is saying uh, here from production office, Jenkins and Riley knew each other from when Riley was six years old. Richard Jenkins worked with John C. Riley's dad. That's crazy. He drove uh, like a
1: linen delivery van for John C. Riley's dad, or something like that.
0: I want to see that movie. That's like a 1920s Richard Jenkins a, as a linen delivery driver. Yeah, yeah if working for John C. Riley's dad, with John C. Riley as this character, as the son, <laughs> yeah. treating Jenkins badly, that would be great. Would
1: be and and to your point about you know what they were doing, um, Jenkins said. Sophia is letting us know that Jenkins said it's hard I don't have any improv experience it doesn't mean I haven't played around with scenes and things like that but these guys are really fast it's been an incredible test and and that's to your point you know that they were not accommodating to actors yeah. who were not
0: no they threw them in I mean admittedly yeah. the, McKay is basically you know has said as much that it's like you know like in a, in a day or two they get their bearings and they're great and it's like Okay, okay, great. Well, in a day or two. Meanwhile, are you going to reshoot that day or two that they didn't have their bearings? Probably not. You're probably going to use that stuff where they were floundering yeah. because you're saving yeah. time. Um, And I get it. There, there's, there's a, I don't know. I know I wouldn't be very good in that situation unless I was set up with somebody I knew and I could hang out, like I was just hanging out with my friend and the camera was turned on me. You know, like, if I think, like, if you get the idea that you're relaxed enough because it's partly your idea and you're friends with Will Ferrell, like, the two of them are friends, and McKay's their friends, and they can hang out and goof off and smoke weed and make a movie on the back lot, burning studio money, doing silly stuff. I like that ethic. That's a very funny thing. Um, I just, uh, this, this, this one doesn't have the, the teeth that Anchorman had. Because Anchorman, to me, is like... I can't get enough of that one. That blew my mind when I saw yeah. that. When I saw that and in the theater, I I it was that was one of the great comedy exp- like one of the great movie experiences I've ever no, had. It's gold. it's gold. And and I didn't get that from this, but I would watch this again. I mean, these guys are hysterical. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite? You must have several favorite lines. I,
1: I have I have several favorite lines. Um
0: it is your was favorite terrible. line, I'll kill you, Leonard Nimoy.
1: <laughs> but i have down um, waking up to i'll i'll kill you leonard nimoy. <laughs> I can't even say it. he says i'll kill you leonard nimoy and the other one says the clown has no penis <laughs> that's when they're lying asleep yes. on the lawn and they wake up and one of them says
0: i'll kill you leonard nimoy and clown has no penis yeah I mean,
1: that's i the mary Steenbergen
0: is one of her great moments because she's just so disappointed in that she's just <laughs> like oh my god what are you dreaming at night
1: yeah um then i have uh it was johnny hopkins and sloan kettering and they were blazing that shit up every day that was yeah, you like that i love that i loved i had to go back and replay got a luscious v of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball fro (laughs) i could i had to stop the movie yeah i know i started crying there's some there's some Um, things you
0: have to stop
1: and i mean when when they're talking about the brandon has a mangina incident and Mary Steinberg is describing, you know, he started chanting it, and then all the all the other guys joined in, and then the the parents joined in, and I have to admit that I sort of joined in for a little while as well. That she says that, that she admits that she started ch- yes. joined the Brandon has a to chant against yeah, her own is son. In- incredible! It's like, oh my it's, god, it's
0: incredible. <laughs> I love the very simple, simple moment when Catherine Hahn is is uh, sexually attacking John C. Riley in the bathroom. Yeah. And John C. Riley is kind of having his first sexual experience. <laughs> you get the feeling he, he just says something's happening. <laughs> and I absolutely fell apart. Yeah. I fell apart.
1: I mean, and I love still at the in... end of that. At the end of that, she's walking away. She says, stay golden pony boy.
0: (laughs) I mean, okay. It starts really early. In fact, I started laughing immediately because the the opening thing you see is a title card that has a quote from George Bush on it. Oh, yeah. And the quote is, families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. Yeah.
1: And actual quote,
0: which is literally Yogi Berra level greatness from George Bush, let's face it. That is that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta reach for that. And then you've got wonderful things that happen, like when they're when the worst thing that they can possibly do to punish them for having that fight on the lawn is take their television privileges away. No television for a week. What? (laughs) <laughs> and their, their reaction, but Farrell says something to the, like, some of the effects of, are you insane? Like, <laughs> like it's literally a bad idea. Yeah, I that is. I just think it's hysterical. Um,
1: I love, uh, speaking of the television, the, the movie that they're watching on TV is steven seagal's first movie above the law yeah and that that's the movie that they picked which is just perfect that's what i watched back then
0: yeah that's what i was watching when i was their age
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely and also um a couple of other lines uh your voice is like a combination of fergie and jesus
0: their i love their their (laughs) formal meeting when they finally meet across the lawn and the title actually takes up the space between them and they're facing each other yeah (laughs) just the way that they say uh you call me dragon and will Ferrell (laughs) says you call me night ranger (laughs) yeah that's so good
1: pretty good stuff the slapstick Um,
0: is great um, you know, the drumming is great. The song, I thought I was gonna die at the end. I thought I was gonna die laughing during Not that the, there was something wrong with me, but I was laughing so hard
1: when he's when Will Farrell is singing the yeah, uh, his
0: big song the Andre, at the end. The their duo, their, oh my god,
1: yeah. And the other the thing is about that is that he can, I mean, perhaps he can sing incredibly well in real life. I don't know. He sings almost
0: incredibly well. I have to say, I think he was just doing the best that he possibly the could. best that he possibly That's could. That's been called the
1: songbird of my generation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they were both doing as good as they possibly could in that moment. Cause he was playing the drums also. Um, okay. Favorite... I, 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 Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: What, what, oh no, keep going. You were doing more favorites. N- no, that, my lines were over. Okay, then I want favorite moments or scenes because I have some of those.
0: I you know there's there's big killer moments throughout that you know they're hard to you can't dismiss like the the schoolyard fight and the callback at the end It's genius. There's a shot at the end when they're fighting these eight year olds on the school <laughs> I love that they do it. I mean that they beat up children i just think it's incredibly great but also
1: well it they, should be done they, more
0: often when they do that jump like karate kick spin where they go in slow motion and the camera's going around them kind of like in matrix time and they have the doves flying around behind them yeah and, like ripping off the john woo movies yeah that shot is great and also i gotta say right. how i gotta ask how long did adam scott and will Farrell work out that hug at the end of the movie the hug is brilliant that's this that's fantastic yeah
1: that's complicated
0: don't-touch-me-hug I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Um, zombie escape from the grave. Great. What and are you, you doing?
0: Know- I'm burying you.
1: I'm alive. I'm alive! You're waking the neighbors! No. Shut up! No.
0: Now I'm going to play your drums. your no. <laughs> Let the dirt
1: just shower over you. <laughs> Let the dirt just shower over you.
0: Um I love Richard... that they kill each other in this movie. I that they do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Richard Jenkins' dinosaur story was pretty,
0: pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty great. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Not nothing. Yeah, the dinosaur callback too. The son has a dinosaur thing too. Yep. the and lumberjack? nothing, nothing. Oh, the lumberjack, the lumberjack and the centaur. With, the centaur scene was I couldn't believe it. <laughs>
1: i could have watched that whole movie
0: so he's singing they saved the day by singing uh, uh, uh playing drums and singing which is something they they had fantasies about doing when they were little kids Prestige and there's
1: worldwide.
0: A, there's a snafu and a thing and the business is tanking and someone's gonna get fired and oh what do they do and so they save the day by singing and will Farrell sings what is it andreo Boticelli or What's what's the song? Who's the who's that song from? Uh, Andre Bocelli, Andrea Andre Bocelli.
1: Yeah,
0: Andre Sorry.
1: Bocelli. Andre. Yeah,
0: and uh, so he sings that to a drum accompaniment from uh, John C. Riley, and it's it's pretty fantastic. And there's some fantasy sequences that happen, that the the music is so magical that it it creates you know like a psychic healing rift for everybody. Por ti volare, the song Will Farrell's character sings at the Catalina one. Por, Catalina por ti volare, which is, can I borrow your car, I <laughs> <Yeah>. think, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, for um, your
0: Chevy. Fantastic. I also definitely enjoyed Horatio Sands doing the uh, doing the late 80s J- Billy Joel cover band that gets into the alley fight with the people that want to hear the doo-wop Billy Joel. I thought yeah. that was pretty great. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to give a shout out to, um, to, uh, Phil Lamar who is, plays second, second home, uh, home buyer when, uh, uh, Adam Scott is saying, yeah, you can have your homeboys, you know, out here on this great lawn. And he's like, you can just say it's a nice lawn. Um,
0: that's a great moment. Yeah. That was a great moment.
1: Cause, um. Phil Lamar was... uh,
0: He's in Get Shorty, yeah?
1: Well, he was in... um, He was in... um, uh, ah, Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely in Pulp Fiction. He gets shot in Pulp Fiction. But he went on to do... uh, Isn't he in Get Shorty? Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he has a wonderful role in that. Mm -hmm. On 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 season two of that. I think Uh, he plays an executive. Yeah, I think, and he, he also was. gets his head blown off in Pulp Fiction. You were definitely right about yeah. that. I shot, uh,
1: what was his name? In uh... yes, he plays Brandon Fisher in Get Shorty, and has one of the funniest moments in that in that entire show. Uh, and there were many, many, um, but uh, I shot, uh, what was his name? In uh, he gets shot in the back seat of the car in, Pulp fiction. in Pulp fiction what was his name i shot
0: i i don't know what his name is and uh I'm they go sure. over the bump and he gets his head blown he gets off. his head blown off <laughs> he's, he's it's, it's, it's hysterically <laughs> funny <laughs> it is
1: hysterically funny.
0: It is, and every time it happens, like and it happens a lot of times. Marvin, Marvin, I he shot goes, Marvin. Oh
1: shit, I shot Marvin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always funny,
0: I- and then I'm always like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it bad that I'm laughing? Bad
1: stuff. Yeah. Um, sex during Christmas. The the sex uh during the Christmas dinner. Between Katherine Hahn and uh, John C. Riley when yes. the door opens. I I have always that's always made me very uncomfortable whenever that's happened.
0: Um, wait a minute. It's never happened. It's not sh- we can cut that out of the show. <laughs>
1: Hello, how are you? <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, th- let's, let's talk about where the movie does get kind of deep. I did think that it, it does have one of the better, um, one of the, the better interpretations of, uh, sim- symbolically what it means to be an adult in, in it, it happens in this movie. And I haven't is... had
0: a carb since 2004. See these, see these boys. <laughs>
1: wow. That's so good. Yeah. But the fact that it's going to target or Walmart and buying a jumbo pack of toilet paper and feeling good about it and feeling good about it, that really signifies the transition to adulthood. adulthood. Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. I do too. Right. I mean, that's what it means to be an adult to know that you're going to need stuff to take care of your problems before you need it. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so. uh,
0: I I I agree. I couldn't agree more with you, especially after the you know the toilet paper scare of twenty of twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These things are serious.
1: And then I, I have to uh I have to make a confession about uh the end of this movie. You cried. I I <laughs> Mike, I did get a little bit you guys hear it.
0: I got I'm not teary. great at this Hallmark stuff.
1: Because I'm an, I'm an idiot. And it doesn't matter. No,
0: there's just something wrong with you. You're not there an idiot. There is
1: something wrong with me. It doesn't matter how good or bad the movie is. When when things get healed and there's a coming together, I get misty eyed, and I you know, got me, and I you, I was like, going, "You can't get misty eyed at this." And I, it's did.
0: just the, it's you know what all it is, Matthew, is you're you're you are you are susceptible, probably genetically susceptible, to a music cue, and an, and and at the right time. <laughs> yeah. If if they didn't have the the swelling strings behind these moments in these comedies <laughs> that with the, of unearned emotion. You'd never fall for it. It's an yeah, editor trick. They're, I, I make, cry, they're, they're making they're making you do it.
1: Yeah, I cry at commercials. It's
0: it's it's uh you can there's a pill for that now. You can you can <laughs> that'll that's easily changed. Um uh who um who
1: are uh who would you recast in this movie?
0: Well, this is this is actually great. I'm glad we're on to this subject now because um uh there's something that uh, our producers notified us about, which I then looked up real quick before I, I left because they were at a link to um, an interview with Joaquin Phoenix, who is reported to have seen this movie more than any other movie. That All he right, uh, you've watched the movie Step Brothers more than any other film. Okay. Later on, he does admit that he that he has that That's yeah, true. I don't, Step Brothers, I, I assume you love that movie. You didn't see it more times than any other film, though. It's impossible. I feel I like have. you. I, I know I what I have. You really have. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I like. That's it. I love hearing that. We got a little fact uh, from from Waki. Who knows if it's real? But that's cool. <laughs> no, it makes total sense to me because the the level of abandon, cur- like with uh, in terms of the acting from these two lead performances, is really extraordinary. Of course, he's going to be into that. He's going to yeah. love that. I had no idea that that was the case. I didn't know that Joaquin Phoenix ever saw this movie. I, I, I really didn't know.
1: That's amazing because you guys like you you hang out all the time. We used to,
0: n- now it's like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. We don't talk, right? But you used to back in the day, we were very tight. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sadly, they they exactly. split up. Uh, sounds like McKay was kind of a jerk. I don't know, <clears throat> but um, well, he owns that he
1: made a mistake. So uh yes he he he, he says he, he he did it badly.
0: He, well, he, he says he he says he picked he picked what he picked.
1: Kind of. It, yeah, but then he said he
0: handled the the telling uh the reveal poorly. Okay. Well, so that's that's not that that's not the jerky part. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly sure he's not hiring me. So I don't really care. Uh, But um, anyway, I had no idea that Joaquin Phoenix loved this movie. So when I was recasting it, I thought of this thing that I heard uh, Adam McKay say that I wanted Mm. to do a serious version of it. So I said, Joaquin Phoenix and Vincent Gallo should play the brothers. Okay. With Werner Herzog as dad and Jackie Weaver as the mom and Robert Pattinson as the younger brother. I would see that version. And I want to take this a step further and and not just cast it, but find a director for it as well. And in that case, I would definitely have uh, um, Lanthimos direct this movie. Uh, The guy who directed The Lobster and Dogtooth. Because Dogtooth is also the movie I would see as a double bill with this. All right, well, I, didn't
1: go, I didn't go quite as deep as you But I went the same direction I okay. didn't do director and stuff But I, I cast the brothers and the parents is As far as I got And I wanted uh, Daniel Day-Lewis And Benedict Cumberbatch You
0: got half of that just exactly right Half of it? <laughs> you want to punch me right now But you won't Punch me in the fucking face <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh shit. such a well timed stunt that was so great. well edited. It's great. Shot. So good. And the,
1: so, so you argue with one of those, Daniel? No, Daniel- I just
0: Cumberbatch. I, I've once you get into the Marvel Universe, I'm like, I don't know.
1: I'm no, I'm going Cumberbatch from uh, from the not I know, the but Bible. I can't get it
0: out of my mind. Okay, I can't yeah. get Dr. Wizard out of my mind, and it's oh, ruined okay. everything for me. I and can't Anthony, see Power of the Dog after I see him do w- Wizard Fingers with a cape. I just can't do it. <laughs> so fingers. stop.
1: Wizard Fingers is not the name of the character.
0: It's the name of the movie. Um, <laughs> Isn't it?
1: And the parents, Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's great. I love that. Um, And the uh, what would your double feature be with this? Dogtooth. Dogtooth? I don't know Dogtooth. You should uh you should remedy that. Okay. Uh I said an entire Brady Bunch marathon. That works. That works well. (laughs) This is the funnest night
0: ever. (laughs) This is so scary. Riley's laughter, his giggling (laughs) at stuff like that (laughs) kills me. Really did. And how how do you watch this movie? I think the best way to see it is having it play silently in the background in a very serious doctor's office waiting room.
1: (laughs) That's excellent. That's excellent. (laughs) What about you? I said in David Friedlander's basement with the entire cast of spring finale 78 after the
0: closing show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Taking it to a personal, a real personal memory, real personal memory, memory, memory. lane for yeah. you. That's great, yeah.
1: Because David Friedlander's basement was where all the making out and the, yeah, you know, all the... David
0: Friedlander was your like best bud when you best were in, in high school, school right? yeah. Justin Stangle, David yeah. Friedlander. Yes, there you go. Get them together. Well, who are you? Who am I? You, we didn't do that. Oh,
1: before. um, you are, uh, I thought you'd be John C. Riley's therapist.
0: OK. And Despite I fight including the love, the love interest part of it. Oh, no, that was no, the, uh, that was Will Ferrell. Was gotcha. Yeah. And I thought memorable I would... part. Sorry, go
1: ahead. <laughs> well, I, I didn't put either of us in memorable parts. I made myself uh, Brian Husky, who was one of the interviewers. Oh,
0: I put you as uh, Seth Rogen. Oh. Well. So let's do this you know you guys are hired you're in you know unless you're like the weirdest guys ever and i don't see it great oh, oh
1: stuff. my god and and Delicious. elia elia our producer cut that fart down to about 10 percent of the actual
0: fart goes just on. let's not give the secrets come on Let's not give the secrets of production away. Keep it magical. Um, magical. Oh, I have. Uh, you're Seth Rogen, and I'm Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands was the singer, the Billy the, Joel singer. The
1: Billy Joel singer. Okay, I like yours better than mine. You did a better job than I did.
0: It's just a ma- It's just opinions. Nothing's. There's no right or wrong, good or bad. Well, yeah, there is, but not in a fun little talk show. Well, next week we get a little more serious and do a
1: movie that I'm ashamed to say. Um, oh, our producers think that both of us are part of the pugilistic kid gang. That that's a, yeah,
0: I like what that. I like that a lot. I'll right. take that.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Next week we're getting a little more serious and doing a movie which I'm ashamed to say I've never seen.
0: Rain Man. Um. That's yes. Well, you know, a lot of. I mean, I can see why you wouldn't see it. Get
1: out of my office.
0: I saw it, you know, begrudgingly when it when I saw it. So
1: okay, yeah, all
0: right. So you understand. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what 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 it is. I don't remember it, but yeah, I don't remember it either, having not seen it. It's let's just put it this way: it has all the things about it that I don't like. (laughs) Okay, but maybe I like it. I don't know.
1: All right, well, we'll we'll tune in next week and find out if Anthony and I like Rain Man. And we'll see you then. We're not going on the boat. Derek's selling the house. We have to go to therapy? What the fuck happened? Hey!
0: Wow. I'm going to watch it again tonight, I know. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win a
1: Matthew, and Matthew should win a Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film, in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about
0: movies.